welcome, welcome. You are in the right place because I'm standing up in McKinney. This is According to Callus. And tonight, I'm bringing to you <laughs> information, and it may very well already be too late, but you can reach out to your local reps. It seems, and I and I bring this to you via Christina Drury, a friend of mine out in Smith County. That's Tyler, for those of you that don't know. And I would probably need to look it up if I didn't already have learned that. I did not have already learned that. <laughs> Again, it's, it is dangerous to do these uh, shows unrehearsed and, quite frankly, often unplanned. But here we go. So... <clears throat> HB, which would be House Bill 4636, was in the House Elections Committee concerning the powers of the county chair. It was filed by a Democrat representative or. Now, before you dismiss it, keep in mind, this is the same Republican Party who runs the state house that routinely puts Democrats into key spaces so that they can get stuff either put in or killed that fits with their strategy. <laughs> yes, if you know what that is from, enjoy. All right. So this bill will take away local control for our local parties. The county chair will not be allowed to appoint all, or I'm sorry, the county chair will be allowed to appoint all the precinct chairs. The executive committee has no say. The county chair can appoint outside people to serve at their pleasure or at his at the county chair's pleasure. The uh, executive committee would have no say. This means that the county chair can call the meeting, set the agenda, and the precinct is just at their mercy. The chair decides what's on the agenda solely. And her synopsis is this cannot work across all 100, 254 counties. And they should not be legislate the, legislating the inner workings of each individual County Executive Committee. What's the point of appointing, or what's the point of participating in the County Executive Committee if the chair has all the power and you are just a placeholder? The county chair is not a boss, and the precinct chairs are not employees. The county chair is the leader, and the precinct chairs are the team. We make decisions as a body representing our county. We do not need this piece of legislation to dictate the role of the chair as if they were the CEO and the precinct chairs were just minions. If an individual county executive committee wants to operate like this, they can edit their bylaws and shift more power to the chair individually. I have included some screenshots from other Republicans on Facebook. Thank you for taking this time to act. Now, I want to let you know there is public hearing on it tomorrow. Uh, she has thoughtfully er, provided some links here. Uh, 10.30 is the bill referral, apparently, on Thursday, April 13th. So if you're listening to me right now, this has already happened. However, this is just a committee hearing. If you want this to go away, if you disagree with this, you have to call your reps. You have to... Let them know you're not a fan. Now, I got to tell you, I actually talked to Christina on Wednesday briefly about this and one other thing. 
or actually a couple other things, but these specifically and the second thing I'll get to here in just a minute. Now, I will tell you, I believe in Collin County, uh, we overcorrected some of the authority away from the county chair. I'm not enthusiastic to have a party boss. I don't necessarily think it's what's best for the community as a whole, but I got to say at times I do dream or wish that we had somebody that had the uh, velvet sledgehammer, right? We got a lot of things that go on. And if we just had somebody that had a little power, a little stroke, they come in and say, sit down, shut up, listen, and we're going to make a deal right here, right now. We're going to come up with a plan to go forward. I think we would be a much more effective machine. You may recall I've in previous episodes talked about the idea of machine politics. And when you're up against a machine and you're in disarray and you're unorganized, you tend to lose. Now, for those of you who are not aware, Dallas County was at one time at least an even-handed county. They had Republicans elected. The Republican Party got into disarray while they were fighting the machine, and they are no more. Now, notwithstanding the massive infusion of cash that Mr. Huffines provided them um, a few years ago to get them out of debt, they really effectively are accomplishing nothing. My fear is, as the counties become more populous or populist, no. Well, I guess it's one and the same, really, right? You have a larger population, uh, higher density, more apartments, more people that think that they can live off of other people. They tend to vote Democrat. They tend to like things that they perceive they're getting for nothing or at a discount, not realizing there is a distinct cost involved. That cost revolves around the idea for every election lost it's that much harder to hold on to another seat. It's that much harder to push back. It's that much more mm, further down the drain you go. Now, I don't believe the Republican Party has all the solutions. I didn't drink their Kool-Aid. I don't think they're perfect. I don't think that everything that we do as part of the party is pure as the wind-driven snow. But I can tell you that I know the other party that's in power uh, doesn't like me. They don't like you. They don't like our country. Quite frankly, there's not much that they do like except for apparently destroying all that is good and pleasant and pretty and beautiful. And I really don't understand why. I just can't wrap my head around why somebody would be enthusiastic about destruction of things like that. Other than the idea that it's the eternal revolution, right? Constantly got to be working to do away with the past in order to bring on the new. And once, once you come to that conclusion, it's just a very scary thing indeed. I, for one was, I guess, content with the fairy tale world that I was presented back in the early 80s, right? All is well. We've got Ronald Reagan in the office and we're going to fight those evil commie bastards and we're going to win the Cold War and all is going to be well. And we've overlooked our sins in Vietnam. 
Oh, but we're in the middle of a drug war. Oh, but now we look and we've got the highest incarceration rate in the entire world in our country. That's scary stuff. And the sad thing is, the Republican Party, at the very least, has been complicit of this. They've gone along with it. Now, it's not every Republican, it's not every conservative, but that's our party. That's 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 the party that was supposed to represent us. So when I look at this bill and I see what it is, I've got to think to myself, do we really want a few more elites drifting in, taking control of the county parties and dictating the terms of which we can participate in party politics? That doesn't end well for us. I mean... Our very party leadership disdains we the people. They would just as soon we dry up and blow away in the dust. Now, I, interestingly enough, I think there are plenty of old school Democrats or even some old school liberals out there that kind of see the value of a give and take and kind of see the value of a discussion I just don't know where they are. I imagine they're all afraid and hiding in their uh, (laughs) liberal bunkers. But when I look at what's going on right now in the red state of Texas, as we're being sold down the river, all the while proclaiming how awesome we are and how red we are and how Republican we are, it's, it's scary indeed. All right, now I want to forward to this show the next email I received, courtesy of Turf, and they wanted you to know that the mileage tax has been voted out of committee. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, they want to tax you for the mileage that you drive. See, They already get money every time you buy a tire. They get money when you buy the car. They get money when you fix the car. They get money every time you gas up the car. They get money every time you do maintenance. But that's not enough. No, no. We are going to start taxing you for every mile that you drive. And the ironic thing is, is I I know a guy named Jack that's been talking about this for several years. And he says he's called it out. And I'm not sure that he was the first. But he certainly... One of the few guys I know that's constantly reminded people that this is coming. And it's a direct result of more fuel-efficient vehicles, right? If you buy less gas, the government gets less money. And as they're shifting over into the quote-unquote electric vehicles, right? The little battery-powered wind-up toys, which, don't get me wrong, they're extremely fast when they're set up that be, to be that way. But if you can only go 60 miles, what good is that? I mean, it's a commuter vehicle at best. But I digress. The bill came out of committee with a vote to 10 to 1. And despite the grassroots, numerous trucking organizations banding together to oppose it, and although the GOP, GOP, Republican Party of Texas, platform has a plank specifically opposing any form of mileage tax, Every Republican but one voted for it. That included Jared Patterson and Caroline Harris. Now, I'm really concerned here. They already get more than enough money out of us. When is it going to stop? And 
they have some other bad bills that got voted out of committee, by the way. Uh, a bill to extend, I guess it's State Highly, State Highway 130 into a private uh, toll contract for yet another 20 years. Again, oh, well, Patterson and Harris voted against it this time, but Lujan voted for it. So Lujan was the only guy that voted against the gas tax. Interesting. And there's more to come, apparently. The deadline is next week to have any bills heard with any chance of passing. So we have to take action now. So while we're talking about taking action now, oh, we'll have to get to that in a minute. In any case, for those of you that don't know, if you were in Collin County, Dallas, Denton counties, the North Texas Conservatives, that's Brandon Burden's crew, they are running buses down every week still down to the state capitol. So you can go testify, so you can go protest, so you can tell your state rep, don't be a moron. I strongly suggest you take advantage of this. This is a very nice thing that they're doing. I'm sure there's really no profit motive here. It's just to make Texas better. It's to protect Texas. And honestly, that's all I can hope for. I wish we had 15 other groups across the state doing this. And maybe we do, but I just don't know about it. But I want to give the kudos out to North Texas Conservatives and Brandon Burden. And I know Colin GOP has sent a bus down or two as well. And they're helping and sending people the way of North Texas Conservatives so they have more bodies to go down and do our good deeds. All right. Also, courtesy of Turf, I'm not sure how I've missed this, but the Transportation Board wants to use artificial intelligence and closed-circuit television cameras to spy on you. <laughs> the the Capital Area Metropolitan Planning Organization has the power to ad, uh, allocate road funds to local projects, and they chose projects when and if they get done. And it's, you know, local officials, city counties in the Austin metro area, and they want to have an open house on these things. <laughs> now, <laughs> talks about the, the, the die stuff, right? The diversity, uh, equity, inclusion stuff, or if you prefer diversion, inversion, and exclusion. But be that as it may... Um, they are forcing you out of your car and into transit, biking and walking. And if you speak out against those policies and those projects, uh, you're the bad guy. And there's also the funding to get the digital surveillance put up. Now, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but apparently London is the most highly surveilled city in the entire world. I'm sure there's some Chinese that might argue with that. But they still have plenty of crime. There's still lots of murders, thefts, muggings, all this violent crime still goes on in London. And maybe just maybe they catch them. But you know what? Criminals are not as dumb as we wish they were. They know how to avoid cameras. They find cameras that are broken. Maybe they break the camera. They get away with doing these things. And there's honestly not a lot of effort put into catching them after the fact. Unless, of course, you were protesting at the wrong place at the wrong time. Unless, of course, the facial recognition says you're a hater. Well, then then the feds and some of the local police, for that matter, they're all over you. 
It's just some scary stuff. And it's coming. It's coming to you and me right now. (sighs) Well, there's a, a couple of other things that come from this plan. I guess this is really just for Austin, but it's interesting. They're willing to spend $5.2 million for EV charging stations to be built to the taxpayers. And another $7 million for uh, ATMs, which is smart sensors and cameras installed on streetlights and tracking all your vehicles, data mining. And it uses the RFID, air quality sensors, and transportation apps in order to track you. And predictive analysis. Hmm, doesn't sound like something I wanted to live in. Did we sign up for the minority report and I missed it? Oh, well, I'm sorry. All right. Well, then there's the lithium iron e-bike battery that exploded. And, yeah, okay, I mean, that is a possibility. It's, I, you know, I hate to... Con- contradict what's in these nice emails, especially when they're going out of their way to help us. But the risk of that happening is quite, quite, quite low. But if and when it should happen, yeah, it's going to tear you up. And keep in mind, with all the battery powered cars, you're sitting on a pile of toxic ooh. You get in a car accident and that thing starts leaking. It's not like gasoline where You can wipe it off or it evaporates or burns off or even oil, which is basically the same thing. It's worse than battery acid. I mean, there's some nasty, nasty stuff there that you'd be exposed to if you're in the accident. And I'm not sure that they have figured out how to counteract all that stuff. I know with some of these exposures, they have chelation theory, but, or theory, (laughs) therapy, excuse me, (laughs) Yeah, it's been a day. Um, the chelation therapy is where they take out the heavy metals from your body. It can be done. It's not cheap and it's not quick, but it can be done. I mean, and there are people that benefit greatly from having that done. Even people that are exposed to lead. You know, once upon a time, we used to put lead in gasoline and everybody thought that was a great idea too. All right. Let's see. Oh, there's nothing else in this email that I feel like passing along at this time. I just want you to know that, you know, if people send me this stuff, I'm happy to put it out there. I'm I'm happy to amplify their reach. I mean, I do have three listeners now, so it's important that you all are aware of what's going on. Uh, but it's just, uh, it's like we're fighting a never-ending battle just to protect the liberty that we have. We're supposed to be Texas where they're actually expanding liberty, where they're protecting the republic, where we have hopes to getting our own republic, yet the very people that are supposed to be leading the charge seem to be running the other way. Oh, I'm sorry, one last thing. They're looking to get a hearing for House Bill 5234 which would return elections back to the citizens, taking the controls out of the hands of the corporation that currently control every aspect of our elections, while putting safeguards in place to ensure that our elections are conducted with accuracy, transparency, and accountability. Sounds very interesting. And while we're talking about this, there is actually something going on this weekend 
where they're going. I guess it's going to be a mock collection or it's going to be a hand recount of a previous election. I'm not entirely clear about that. For you folks out there that are very tuned into the election integrity thing, you got to check into this. There's a lady by the name of Barbara Isaacs that lives in Collin County. If you don't know who she is, you need to look her up on social media. Or if you do know her and she hasn't told you about this already, you probably ought to call her. Something's going down this weekend in Addison where they're going to do a hand recount of an election to show that it can be done, that it's possible. So if that's something that interests you, if that's something that's important, I suggest you do that. Invest your time because there might be a very nice payoff. That is, we fix the elections. All right. uh, If you'll allow me, I'm I'm now uh, I've done my three announcements. I've chewed up about 20 minutes of my program. I just I want to say that. I have a couple of friends, associates, allies, whatever their preferred terminology might be. They often refrain until we, until we go back and fix 2020. Nothing else matters. Now, I got to tell you, I agree with the sentiment, right? If you, if you don't fix what the failure was at 2020, right? If you don't address the problems that put us where we're at right now, nothing else is going to improve. Nothing else is going to change. Now I can hear some of my listeners out there. I know there's three of you, right? So at least one of you is right now saying, Oh, he's got the tinfoil hat on. Oh, he's going to go off. No, 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 please, please. There's something about elections that everybody needs to understand. There is fraud in every election. Now, whether that fraud is one one hundredth of percent or five percent, it doesn't really matter. There's always fraud. And shamefully, again, somebody else reminded me of this. I, I did not remember. But shamefully, our former, now disgraced, U.S. House Representative member, Van Taylor, said that there was no evidence or he's, he has seen no evidence of Election fraud. Well, I'm sorry. That's just patently false. It's foolish. Now, you can believe that the fraud was insignificant. You can believe that it wasn't enough to change the outcome. You can believe that uh, the fraud that we have found is the exception to the rule and everything else went perfectly. That's fine. But to say that there, nothing had happened, and there's no evidence to suggest that there was fraud. It's just patently false. It's ridiculous. Now, when we're looking forward to this session being over, and hopefully, hopefully, they don't completely destroy the fabric of that which makes Texas special. I, I don't think they will. I'm just I'm having a little fun with hyperbole here, ladies and gentlemen. But perhaps we'll get two or three of our priorities passed, you know, because they got to give us something. And I'm sure we're going to get a special session or two so that the governor can get something done that he wanted done and he can pat himself on the back for that. At the end of the day, we need to remember that if we don't fix the elections, it doesn't matter. So we got to encourage the House, encourage the Senate to do the right thing. 
but I'll go even one better. You can fix the elections, but if you don't secure the border, right? If you, if you don't prevent the constant influx of, quite frankly, people that have no business being here, uh, adding to our numbers every day and corrupting the system even further than it already is, within 20 years, it'll all be irrelevant. You see, because what you can't force and change by just cheating, you can do by a massive influx of new voters. Now I know, I'm now I'm treading on the idea of a replacement theory. Well, I got to tell you, you can ask the American Native Americans, right? The Indians. You can ask them how that worked out for them. Or you can go talk to the Spaniards that used to be in charge down in Florida or Mexico. Or you can go and ask the Portuguese how that worked out for them in Brazil. And if you want to go further back, you can go find some of those tribes that are in the sticks of Brazil, how that worked when the Portuguese showed up, right? You can replace a people. Now, if you want to argue that it's for our better, that is your right. You're wrong, but that's your right. I'll even listen to your arguments. And you need to look no further, if you doubt me, than Australia. Now, of course, the poor limeys down there have been busy flagellating themselves for the last 40 years and punishing themselves for being successful and punishing themselves, quite frankly, for just being white European descended people that I think they're going to be a colony of China here pretty quick. And the Chinese don't share those same uh, concerns. <laughs> the Chinese are actively pursuing a policy of replacement in several areas around the world. So don't tell me it doesn't happen. Don't tell me it's not a real thing. Perhaps the people that uh, present it to others need to be a little more polished in how they're doing it, or at least a little more reflective on who they're speaking to so that they can explain it to them in a way that makes sense and is not offensive. But the fact of the matter is the powers that be, whether they have an R after their name or a D after their name, whether they're globalists or just evil socialists, which I guess that might be a redundant statement, they don't want the United States to exist in its current form. They are pulling out all the stops to make us go away, to take away the threat. Now, you can doubt me. Feel free. And as I say, you can always do your own research. You should never trust anything anybody says, including myself. I get things wrong on occasion. And if you doubt me, you should ask my wife. But... Or one of my daughters. I'm, I'm sure they could tell you I've gotten things wrong from time to time. But the whole idea here is the show is called According to Callus. It's supposed to alert you to the idea that this is basically one man's opinion or one man's understanding of things. And it's supposed to be used as a challenge to cause you to think, to cause you to question what's going on, to cause you to maybe move to action. I don't want you to take my word for it. I don't want you to take anybody's word for it. I want you to hear what I'm saying, apply that to what you think you already know, go do your own research, go read somebody else's research, 
weigh the facts and take action. Now, I, for one, am not a proponent of taking harsh or ill-advised actions. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's time to go kinetic, right? That's the term I like to hear every once in a while when somebody goes, yes, uh, we're not going to go kinetic just yet. Okay. <laughs> okay, thanks. Uh, I am not an advocate that thinks you can solve everything with the barrel of a gun. That is something that Mao and Stalin taught, but I understand it for what it is. And power does have its own mystique. But at the end, the end goal here is I want to protect liberty. I want to protect the republic as it is. Now, it's not perfect. And honestly, the other 49 states are a millstone tied around our neck, in my personal opinion. But notwithstanding what the outcome is of a probable, highly unlikely, but probable vote on a uh, independence referendum, I'm quite confident that the people of Texas are not going to take anything laying down. I'm quite confident that when these people act, when these people move, when they when they come to put their boot on our head again, or if you prefer on our necks, they choke the life out of the economy. They've destroyed people's lives. They've destroyed families, businesses, churches. And most people just said, well, you know, we got to do these things. And we heard their chant of Roman 13. But I don't think they're going to get away with it again. I think we've figured out who has a spine? Who can think past tomorrow? I think we, we know who our leaders are. We know who the people that are going to rally others are. Now, the problem is, is they know as well. But we're not going to go down without a fight. We're not going to go down without taking a stand. I'm confident of that. But if we don't act now, if we don't take action now to prevent it coming to that point, it may come sooner rather than later. That means we have to stand and push back against these bad bills. We have to stand and protect our liberty. We have to stand and say, no, we can go back and fix these elections in the way we handle the elections. No, we need to protect our border. No, we need to have a defined set of rules for if you would like to come and join us in Tejas, you have to follow these rules. I'm perfectly fine with a few hundred thousand more Tejanos and Texians, but I want Tejanos and Texians. I don't want damn Yankees. And for those of you that don't know what that means, well, bless your heart. We have our own Yankees already here. We should kindly ask them to leave. And the easiest and quickest way to do that is make them feel very uncomfortable. So if you have a firearm... And you don't wear it, perhaps you ought to consider that. If you have a firearm and you carry concealed, well, perhaps you should be just a little less concealed. Because apparently leftists, Yankees, are very uncomfortable around other normal people carrying firearms. So we should make them feel uncomfortable. And if that wasn't enough, I highly suggest we return to praying at the dinner table in public. Apparently, there's a lot of Yankees out there, so a lot of leftists that really get bent out of shape when people respect God and show glory to our creator. So wear your 
Christianity on your sleeve a little bit in public. We don't really need to argue about how you view the Trinity or how you view the Eucharist or taking communion and you know what version of baptism is your best. We don't need to go into any of that. We believe in uh, Jesus. That should be good enough for the purposes of this discussion, right? We need to take our country back. We need to take our culture back, but it starts right here, right here in Collin County, Texas. And then it spreads out to the rest of Texas. And then when we captured Texas with the culture that built it, with the culture that made it what it is, then we can worry about, well, maybe Oklahoma, Arkansas. Yeah. Maybe we can get up into Kansas. Colorado may be lost forever. New Mexico's probably hopeless. Louisiana, maybe we can pull them back into the fold and show them how to get things done. Texas needs to lead the way, but the only way Texas is going to lead the way is if you and I do it. Take the initiative and don't be afraid. I think Paul answers this. Yeah, Paul the Apostle, right, to Live in Christ is great, but to die in Christ is even better. They're not going to be able to kill us all. They're not going to kill us all. Not yet, at least. But if we make a stand now, we may forestall that. If we make a stand now, we give a better life to our children and our grandchildren. If we make a stand now, perhaps we can push back that darkness. But you won't know unless you're willing to do it. And it starts now with something simple is going to your phone and calling your state rep and say, hey, this toll tax thing, or I'm sorry, the mileage tax thing, toll tax too, I guess, they're bad. We don't want this. Hey, uh, we don't want you stripping the uh, county executive committees of their authority and dumping it all on one person. That's a bad idea. We're not going to stand for it. If you can't start with just doing that, making a phone call or sending an email, how are you going to solve it? Now, you know what? What's funny is I I refer to these things a lot. But I don't always remember to stop and do it my darn self. So when you see me and you're going to, I mean, look, I, it's not that hard to find me. When you see me, you need to ask me, hey, did you, did you let your state rep know that that's a bogus bill? Did you, did you tell your state senator that you don't think that's a good idea? Well, I'm here to tell you, between this show and them knowing me, at least in person, I'm fairly certain they know how I stand on the issues. But you're right. If I'm going to ask you to do something, I need to be willing to do it myself. So feel free to hold me accountable the next time you see me. And with that, I have now gone over time. But this was Thursday's show. Episode 396. It is the 13th of April. And as always, if you want to help me help you, you can like, share, and subscribe to this show. If you're feeling particularly motivated, you can review it and rate it. And yes, I am still at Podbean. And I would ask you to go follow me there and subscribe there. And until the next day, I will see you on the other side. Good night.